folks, welcome back to Indaba Hackney. This is Chris once again. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Chris White Africa on a Saturday, the 15th of January, 2022. Can you believe two weeks of this year have already gone by? feel like I've gotten her all deal. I'd like a refund. I'd like that time back, uh, and maybe I can do something more productive with it. No, I'm just having fun there. Hey, folks, welcome in on a Saturday, and this is a special feature broadcast. Uh, you may recognize one of the faces there if you uh, pay close attention to the program. That's Linda Louise over there to my side, and below her, we have Karen Blair, who's with us, and they're going to talk to us about this thing called Activate Abundance. It's a workshop they've got coming up this next week. And we uh, did a little uh, short, brief interview on this, which is loaded up if you want a kind of description about it, kind of a teaser. But now you can listen to this conversation, and you're welcome to ask your questions over in the side chat if you've got any questions as we go along. But with that, let me welcome them back. Uh, Linda, it's great to see you back in the program. Karen, welcome to you. So, Linda, how's it going? Hi, Chris. Thank you again for having us on your show. It's, we're really honored and, and privileged and appreciate the time taken. And yeah, all good. It's um, yeah, 8.30 in South Africa here and Saturday, so it's been a busy day. And we're very excited. Karen and I have uh, been friends for over 25 years and we put this beautiful program, Activate Abundance, together. And Karen, do you want to add a little bit more there? Yes, I do. Hi. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for having us on your show this evening. We really appreciate it. And yeah, we've had an amazing friendship. It's been incredible, supportive, nudging, pushing, pulling relationship. We've kind of been on this incredible journey of self-discovery, um, of change, of growing. And we've been such an amazing support system to each other. And Activate Abundance came from the space of support because when we have a support in place and there's someone with their hand on your back, it's amazing how much further we can get. So Activate Abundance was born on New Year's Day. We were sitting in the kitchen and we just decided instead of just having New Year's resolutions, which people stick up on the wall and it just looks amazing or vision boards, we decided we want to take it off the wall and bring it into a reality for everyone so that they can actually start living towards those goals and dreams. And we're going to be there to hold their hand. Now, Karen, you said this was born on New Year's Day, but um, you didn't just start doing this sort of activity. You've, you've been helping people with this sort of thing for some time in the past, yes? It's not like this oh, is like no, two, yes. two weeks ago, you just, you know, we had an no, epiphany. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be lovely. Just miraculously start. Um, yeah, we've been doing this. We've actually been doing courses for the last almost 30 years, I would imagine, the two of us. And we've been on a similar journey. So we've done amazing um, family constellations. We've done transformational coaching. Um, we're both certified as transformational coaches. And we've done various other courses in between, just strengthening and giving us more tools to work with to help people. Because then you've got a tool to work with. Um, you're able to shift your reality. And not everybody needs the same tool. So it's wonderful that we have so many different things to draw from when we do our workshops now. And yeah, so we're really excited about this workshop and we feel it's gonna make a huge, have a huge impact on a person's life. Well, first off, we've got to ask the obvious question here. Uh, the name is Activate Abundance. Uh, it sounds very interesting. Uh, so Linda, what are we talking about here? Is this like, uh, I don't know, pulling out some secret Easter egg and whoa, look at that, I have abundance in my life. <laughs> or what's, what's what's this really about? Can you kind of explain it kind of in layman's yeah. terms here? I'm I'm not a guru, so I'm not, you know, I, I need layman's terms. <laughs> okay, Christiana, you are a guru. 
you're being modest. But well, I've, I've got no, the so, beard for it. You look the part. <laughs> so I think, I think in life generally, uh, especially over the last two years, you know, scarcity consciousness has been very abundant. <laughs> and I think what we really have noticed is um, people really feeling down, feeling down about their finances, feeling down about they can't travel, they can't see loved ones, they, they can't do and, and express and just be like they would normally be. And I think, you know, the lack of abundance is something we want to get people out of and we want to get them into more of an abundance consciousness to actually step into that space. And so the program starts with, yes, it starts with looking at finances because finances often are a picture of what's happening kind of in all areas of our life. Not all people have issues with finance. Some people have issues in relationships and, and other areas of their life. But finances is a good place to start for everybody because we can always brush up and you know, look at our status and see where we can save a bit more money, not going into scarcity consciousness, but just really cleaning up our act, clearing out what we don't need and creating space to move forward. So, so it's a very practical workshop. It will take place in the evenings from the 19th of January. It'll start at seven o'clock South African time. Anybody in the world can join because it will be online. It will be a Zoom session. It will take place from 7 till 8 in the evening. It will be interactive. There'll be some teachings. There'll be a lot of doing on the part of the participants. And then specifically from 8 to 8.30, we'll keep the Zoom session going, but that's when people will then go and actually do an activity. And it'll just be one. There's an, it, it's really we taking people's hands, holding them, coaxing them all the way, uh, giving encouragement, um, but there will be accountability. So they will have a half an hour to go and look on the first night. They're going to be looking at their fixed expenses, mm -hmm. debit orders and fixed uh, monthly expenses. Then on the second night, we'll look at variable expenses. So it's, it's, it's very, um, it has a lot of accountability and, you know, you're kind of being held to actually do a task. It's not, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do that later, I'm giving you time and you're actually going to be able to do it. And, it's not, you know, it's it's going to be very participative. People are going to give us feedback all the way along. There's also going to be stepping into abundance and love. We, we don't want them to focus on their finances. We want them to focus on what they are making space for, creating more of, you know. So they might look at their fixed uh, expenses and say, hey, you know, uh, look how much I'm paying on insurance each month. Gosh, let me go and... Maybe I can, you know, sharpen my pencil there and look at various other quotes and, and bring that figure in. Oh, great, that's fantastic. I'm making a saving. I'm creating space. But what we also want to do is get people to look at what their sole purpose is, where they want to be in life. So where they are now and where they want to be and what they have to do to get there, which is where we want to bring in the, the, the celebration, the joy. We want them to take them on a journey where they experience joy, not just, you know, oh, I have to do, I have to save money here. It's not about that. It's yes, find those areas where you can clean up and then let's create, let's create more, let's create more of, and that starts with our thoughts. That starts with what we are we thinking. If we're thinking, oh, 
gosh, I'm never going to pay my bills this month. Oh, there's no money coming in. We're going to create more of that. So we want to also look at thought, you know, patterns and what our dialogue on a daily basis is with ourselves. So let's address uh, kind of terminology because, you know, you folks don't speak English. You speak South African English. So I got a global audience. So let's <laughs> let's get that straight. I mean, first off, let me clarify something. It's not a robot. R2-D2 is a robot. OK, uh, you know, it's a traffic signal. OK, just, you know, you guys are confused in South Africa. But anyway, but no, seriously. No, but you said you said fixed and I think you said variable expenses. I think variable it was expenses, yeah, yes. so let me put that in, in North American English, I think. So what you mean by that is um, your obligations and then your description discretionary spending. So you're, you're obligatory. And okay. All right. So, yes, yes. so for instance, um, no matter what I do, I can't get out of paying the water company, the electric bill, the gas bill, and uh, my mortgage every month. Otherwise I'll be on the street. So that's not discretionary. Yes. That's so that's, I, now I might be able to get a refinance to get a better mortgage rate. Uh, if I want to, you know, pay for another 30 years or something like that, but, but that's, but that's a fixed rate, but you can even look at your fixed stuff, right? You maybe you cut 100%. back in, on, on the amount of electricity you're using, you, you cut something out of your life. You don't put those Christmas lights up for three months, just a couple days, you know, instead of three months, yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> but on the discretionary side, I mean, we're talking about, uh, well, I wanted to go to the bookstore today and oh, let me buy that magazine. And I like this book, but that's discretionary spending. Maybe yeah, that's not that's necessary. Great. Or maybe if I need more money, I can cut some of that in my life. That, I think that's where yes. you're going. So I got it right. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. So, so I'll give you an example. So last year I said, okay, I'm, I'm actually spending far too much money on groceries. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so I changed retail retailers and I, instead of shopping at one retailer, I then changed my pattern and I decided to shop somewhere else. And I made a savings of 18%, wow. which ended up to be quite a bit of money. And so just doing some, you know, just relooking and say, and, and it wasn't going into scarcity concessions. It was like, actually, I want to save more money. What can I do? And I felt so liberated and empowered when I saw that savings coming in. It was, wow, this is fantastic. So it's simple things. It's doing things differently, you know. Um, you know, even if you are smoking 50 cigarettes a day, <laughs> smoke 20 or smoke 30 or, you know, just there, there are always savings to be made without. And again, our, our, you know, I can't emphasize enough. We, we're not going into this scarcity lack of consciousness. It's really just cleaning up. It's like, you know, before when you move into a new house, you, you, you clean it out, you clear out the energy, you clean and then you move your stuff in. So that's what we want to do. We want to, in order to create, we want to clean up. Well, I, listen, I, I could see how you'd say that 18%. I mean, listen, if you shop at uh, Pick and Pay or Checkers and you, you start going to ShopRite or Choppies, you're probably going to save 18% or more. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's not even just that. I mean, if you look at your insurances in South Africa, yeah. if you just change your car insurance and you get a better um, premium, I mean, a better rate, it's just because you changed the insurance or the banking. I mean, I had a few bank accounts open and I closed one. And I just saved a thousand rand basically by just closing a bank account. And even though it seems nothing, when we add all these little bits and pieces together, I've stopped um, going to um, Seattle coffee every other week. I, I drink, I drink tea now. Actually, I drink a lot of water. I've gone on a cleanse, but it's amazing how much money I just save by not going for a coffee every week. And because when I go, I take my son and I take somebody and then I take some for somebody else. And it actually eventually is quite a big expense. So it's to bring people into awareness. What are you doing in your life? It's to become conscious because 
And it's the most amazing thing because when I started this process of, of becoming aware of what I was spending, I now do things differently in my home as well. When I, when I open my fridge, I look for everything that's nearly, that needs to be eaten and I eat it then. And we, my son leaves over half a sandwich. It sometimes used to land up in the bin. Now I put it in a little Tupperware and put it in the, in the fridge. And when he's hungry, he eats that. So I've already noticed our full food bill going down just because we, we're aware. I don't leave the pool pump running the whole day, which I sometimes used to forget to switch off. Now I'm aware, better switch it off. So there's so much we can do without even looking at steps towards abundance that we can create abundance just by saving. And it's, it's a wonderful place to start. Well, you know, it's, I, not, not, to, not to throw shade on the, on the workshop because we're here to talk about the workshop, but I think as far as the, the, the creepy crawler in the pool, I mean, ESCOM helps you save uh, money all the time. They just cut your power off. You can't burn. 100%. <laughs> so, uh, if, if you forget the creepy crawler, just leave it to ESCOM. They'll shut your power off with uh, rolling blackouts, you know, and load shedding. <laughs> But uh, but seriously, yeah. but, but seriously, you know, I mean, but but the thing, of course, is if, if you're going to do this sort of thing, you have to look at this closely because you want to ensure that you're still getting as best or as good a quality, whether it's changing insurance or another yeah. bank. I mean, you might get a cheaper bank account, but maybe they don't offer this or this many ATM withdrawals. So you got to make yes. so you got to you just got to be a smart shopper about it. But I think the point that both of you are making here and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there are a lot of things in our life, not just finances, but a good place to start yeah. is finances that. We expend resources without even realizing that are really just a waste of our resources could be better used either for savings or investment or spending on something that we really need yeah. or paying down a mortgage or whatever the case may be or taking care of your kids or grandkids or or who knows. Um, it's uh, So I think that's kind of where you guys are going with this is is, uh, is more of a kind of a, a focus on, on where your resources are going and not just that, I imagine your time as well. Is that part of what we're going to discuss here? Oh, that's 100%. That's a very big resource because we can be working, if we, if I was working on a project and Aunt Mavis phones and now I'm spending two hours talking to her on the phone, it's a, it's a massive resource. And it's, so it's, we'll be teaching as well how to block time to actually do the work that's important to do. And that's why we love the idea of having a half an hour at the end of our session for people to actually do the work. First of all, they, we, they're accountable to us. We, and when we, someone's watching us, it's amazing. We just seem to do more because there's somebody watching, looking over our shoulders. So we get going with it. <laughs> and they will take that step. They can't miss the step because that is the step. That half an hour is the step that they have to take that day. So when we add all those half hours together at the end of the 21 days, it's, it's still it's a fair amount of dedicated work. <laughs> And they have been working on themselves. And we're not just working on one level. We're working on them on a, on a physical level, emotional level, um, and a self-care level. So the emotional level is for us really important. With this whole lockdown and people being isolated, the emotional side of it is keeping them back. It's not that they can't do it. But it's, I, I must be honest with myself, I didn't see what, I wasn't really focusing on what was going on in my bank accounts. Until I felt a pinch and then I thought, best I take a look. So it's to actually get people to take a look and to help them out of that space then. Because you could land up going to coffees every second day because you're just not thinking about the money. You're thinking about your emotional pain and how, how hard it is for you to get from one day to the next. So we do amazing processes. We do negative emotional therapy and negative belief therapy. And this is something Linda and I are really passionate about because we work 
deep in the subconscious mind. Because I can tell you, this is what you need to do with your finances. But if your money beliefs are out of place, it doesn't really matter what I tell you. So we have to actually work through that at a very deep level. I can't speak to you consciously. I have to do a process. So it's almost like you're not aware that it's happening, but it's happening so deep inside of you that it has an effect on you. And we don't just work with this here and now. We actually, we look in the patterns, your family patterns. And Linda, would you like to share a bit more about family patterns? I know it's your passion. Yeah, so, so the patterns are so, so important because sometimes we just continue in a, a lack of, or even in relationships, we keep maybe perhaps attracting people who take advantage of us or abuse us. And we don't actually see that we're in this pattern. And it could be perhaps a family pattern that we've noticed with our parents or grandparents or whatever. And so we really work on a deep level with this in terms of knocking out these limiting beliefs you know, we go to the core of where they very first instant where they were formed in our subconscious mind. Remember, our subconscious mind stores everything from conception onwards. So all of that is there within us. Everything we need to improve ourselves, to get out of situations is all within us. It's just there waiting for us to tap into to say, hey, this isn't working for me anymore. I'm now consciously going to create a new pattern by changing the pattern in my subconscious mind. So these are the wonderful things we're going to be working with, with people. And I think, you know, it's it's really is the AA. It's an AA workshop. Okay. <laughs> Not Alcoholics <laughs> Anonymous. Okay, no, no. <laughs> and and I, do, I do want to be very clear about something because uh, those who know me know, know that uh, I don't like coffee, but I do drink uh, things from Starbucks that have coffee flavor in them because uh, coffee is an evil substance invented by Satan to enslave mankind. And for the people that don't get their caffeine in the morning, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're one of those people, be honest about yourself. No, but seriously, uh, uh, you know, look, when I go to Starbucks, uh, it's not, I'm not, I'm not assuaging my emotional pain. I'm satisfying my sugar and caffeine desires. That's why I'm there. I just thought, <laughs> I want to make sure that's clear. You know, I don't want to be... Don't be throwing shade on me because I go to Starbucks. But uh, anyway, I can only go to Starbucks on rare occasions when super chats come in. No, but just seriously. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, what you're talking about. It makes all the sense in the world to me. You really you really need to take a look at uh, at where things go. I think people don't realize, you know, I one of the things that I find odd in the States, of course, you know, I've lived all over the world and I've lived amongst poverty and around poverty and not wealth, but, you know, relative uh, comfort, but not wealth. But I've also grew up in poverty at one stage in my life with no electricity, no no plumbing, none of that stuff. You know, we fetched eggs and milked cows and so on. But uh, one of the things I find interesting in the States and in Europe is people pleading poverty. Well, they sit there on their iPhones and uh, their 10-year-old child has an iPhone and um, yes. they get in their car and uh, wait, wait a second, let's not take this car. Let's take the other one. It's got more gas in it. Yeah. The other car? And, and, and you need state assistance? I'm, I'm sorry. I know people who have no house. They make a shack yeah. out of tin. Uh, and um, the, the people fall into habits which lead them down a path and their, 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 their worldview, their concept of what's what should be in their lives and should be in their lives is really warped. I'm, and let me explain why I'm that. So while I'm a little less lax on that now because 
I'm not, you know, 20 anymore and not trying to put a couple pennies in the bank to survive in case I lose my job or something horrific happens. So, I mean, if, if bad things were to happen, I should be okay, sort of. That's where I'm at in life. But, but throughout my life, I've always had the approach that I pay myself first. And I've been able to have that luxury because I didn't incur debt until it was absolutely necessary or I did it to build a credit history so that I could you know, get debt when I needed it. But my point is that uh, every time the paycheck came, my first thought wasn't the gas bill. It wasn't the electric bill. It was how much of this money will I be able to put in the bank for myself this month? And that's just kind of the approach I took to it. Now, that's not easy for everybody, particularly if you've got some kids and you've got a life and things are going yeah. on. But it's a good habit, I think, to develop. And uh, even, if, even if you can't get in that habit, Right now, you could probably get in the habit of going, okay, the things you talk about, that obligatory, the discretionary, okay, now this is what's left. Now let me take care of myself and my future. Then I'm going to go get a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And that's good because you're celebrating your wins. So oh, we're well, all in favor that. of yeah, that. I thought about that. It's a victory <laughs> lap. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely. So, so really the, the workshop, Chris, is about – why I said AA is because it's about awareness, bringing people to awareness of what is happening in their life currently, actually practically, physically, financially, in relationships, in how they're treating themselves, and then to activate. So the activation is doing, and the doing in, entails one step, just one step. It really is not overwhelming at all. One step a day, and by the end of 21 days, it will be such an empowering process. They will be in a new in a new space within themselves, and they will have actually sh- seen how they have actually opened up their lives financially, created more abundance in in not only financially in other areas as well, but you know they will be able to see that physically in their lives, which is what our aim and our intention is for people to experience. Well, how many people can, um, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Karen. Yes, Chris, I just wanted to go back to your point because it's such a good point. Um, you oh, know, then definitely go back to, to my point then if it's a good one. <laughs> that was a very good one. I, lo- I loved it. So I was, just, I was paying attention to what you're saying. So um, when we are in a, in a financial difficulty, sometimes people think it's not a good time to be looking at all of this and how to say it, but it's actually the very best time. It's the absolute best time to know exactly what's going on. And actually... I actually think it's it's almost like God tapping on our shoulder and saying, wake up. It's a it's such an amazing wake up call. If we actually just take the energy of it and actually see the blessing of it, because I am forced to look at everything in my life now. I have to look at it because it because otherwise there will be a consequence. But if I look at it now and from this place I start to build, when I build, I will be aware that there is a pocket that I can save every month. And that's a beautiful place to actually be. So it's not to be stuck in the fear because it's easy to go there. And this is why we've designed the whole workshop is to take people out of that space and just to see that this is the most amazing opportunity that they can build on. And when they've lost their jobs and they've lost everything, it's actually such an amazing gift because so many people are in jobs that they don't like. So in this moment, they can actually create, they can create anything they want. They can actually choose in which direction they want to go with their life. And we have an amazing process to create their vision. So they get they get a host to a whole bunch of questions. And it's actually quite extraordinary. I've done it about three or four times. And every single time, it's the same answer. It just hasn't changed. So it shows that there's something that's inherent inside each one of us, a sole purpose, a path that has been designed for us. 
And maybe this moment when they've lost everything is the moment that shakes them up and actually gets them to live on this path where they're doing the things they love doing rather than doing the things that they absolutely hate. Every day they get up in the morning, they hate the job, they don't want to get out of bed. And now they have an opportunity. So if they are feeling afraid, it's a good place because something is happening in the space for them. Because I can honestly say my whole life is transforming. And in that moment, I did feel that. But it's keeping me on track. It's like I'm not comfortable anymore. I haven't been comfortable for quite a while. But it's that comfort that is now propelling me forward. It's, it's getting me to do the workshop. It's getting me to do more coaching. So it's, it's actually an amazing place to be. But I think it's so important to have a support system in place and someone with their hand on your back. That makes all the difference. Well, that's a key distinction. I want to make sure I heard you correctly there. Hand on your back, not on your neck. It's <laughs> holding you down. <laughs> so that was that was an important distinction. But you know, you talk about savings there. And I saw the most recent savings rates. Now these are kind of skewed. It's for G twenty countries where they throw South African. It's kind of skewed because like in the United States, uh, in twenty twenty, because of these government handouts, a lot of people socked that money away and put it in the bank. And so our rate really shot up high. But uh, the the current average rate uh, the highest uh, used traditionally highest would be like somewhere like Singapore. They always had a high rate of, of, of people saving and investing or the Asian tiger countries. But uh, right now it's Japan, 29.5% is the personal savings rate. So almost one third of every yen that a Japanese person gets on average. So you can imagine some people save a lot more than that. Some people say less. Yeah. Australia, uh, the penal colony where you can't spend any money, it's 19.8%. So uh, then uh, Germany, which has always been relatively high, is 12.2%. The U.S. has historically had a great savings rate over 10%, but over the last 40 years that's been abysmal in fact uh it's right now it's 6.9 which is actually pretty good for the united states right now but south africa's personal savings rate is 1.2 percent 1.2 percent and I, I i remember living in that area and being in south africa frequently and watching how people spent their money and just how carelessly some people spent the money and even if people have money and, and you see some people are ostentatious they have you know big big suvs and things like that or they have nice cars and then they just kind of throw money around you still wonder uh, really, was that really the best use? Not, not without criticizing people's lives, but going, you know, they really use their money yeah. wisely. Um, but we just we just find it so easy to fall into a habit to do things, particularly with debit cards and credit cards. Boom, you know, mm -hmm. online shopping. It's just there, that instant gratification, that instant release. And yeah. um, it really can uh, have a devastating effect on, on your finances, Absolutely. which then, of course, as I think you guys are getting to, and you can correct me if I'm off base here, if your finances are out of whack, it's a good chance the rest of your life is probably out of whack too. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so, you know, in, in terms of going to back to what Karen said about the, the, the um, limiting beliefs or, or patterns that are running in our last, because, you know, if, if you look at a person who has an addiction, they can't help themselves. It's, it's just something that keeps driving them until they get to the root cause of it. And, and then they can work with that and, and overcome. And so it's the same thing with, with other areas in our life. You know, um, status symbols and, um, you know, I'm driving this car because I'm worried about what people think of me. Or we, So when we get to the root cause of what's actually causing that and we can let that go and we can actually just be ourselves, who we are, it doesn't matter what car we drive, <laughs> we're good enough. <laughs> you know, so, so things like self-doubt, I'm not good enough or deserving. Those are some of the, the limiting beliefs that, that drive a lot of people 
subconsciously. And so those are some of the things we will be definitely working with with, with the, the people who participate on the course. So we're very excited about this. And, and I think, you know, just, yes, we're going to be doing all of that kind of thing, but there's going to be a lot of celebrating. We're going to celebrate the wins. We're going to celebrate um, each process, each uh, step that people take. There's going to be huge celebration. There's going to be honoring. There's going to be saying, gee, you know, the, just, just look at what you've done. You've taken one step. Fantastic. Now you can take another step. So it's like when you're climbing up a mountain and there you see the, the peak and you know you've got to walk kilometers to get there. If you just stand at the bottom and you keep looking, you ain't going to get there. But if you just take one step in front of the other and every now and again you glance up and you can see the peaks there and you can see you're getting closer, but you're focusing on your footing and there might be a few rocks you have to climb over and the soil might be a bit slippery in one area, but you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you glance up, you can see that you've got the vision in sight, but it's the doing. And eventually you will get there, no matter what obstacles are in the way, because you've got the vision in sight and you are just putting one foot, focusing on that one foot in front of the other. And that's that's really what this is about. Well, that's a great. And what we want to, Sorry. you know, encourage and inspire people to do. Well, that's that's a great point. Sorry to interrupt you there. I, th I thought you had just finished that thought. No, but, no um, it's 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 a really great point. You know, people oftentimes when they think about change in their life, they want to do something dramatic, and they mm -hmm. want to they want an instant change. And it's the small yeah. things that make a difference, and the small things Absolutely. are easier to adhere to, are they not? I mean, so a, a lot of people I Absolutely. see like I'm going to exercise, I'm going to do this, and then and this is people who usually haven't been exercising at all, so they go out, they might stretch a little bit, and then they overdo it and they get lactic acid build yeah. up, and after three days, like oh, this sucks, it hurts, I'm sore everywhere, and it's so easy. Well, you know, I got to do it, but you know, I got to take my daughter to to ballet tonight, so I, I you know I'll, I'll do it tomorrow, and so we really got to be right. realistic. And what I've always told people who want to get an exercise. Hey, listen, just go walk for 10 minutes. 10 minutes, that's Absolutely. not going to do anything. No, it will do something. It'll help you build a habit that mm -hmm. you can stick to. And that's what you're trying to affect that little, that small change to make a difference in your life. Now, Nick Muller has admitted to an obsession and a compulsion and an addiction in the chat. He says, I have a YouTube addiction. It's called the Wyatt Army. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. So the first step, Nick, is admitting you have a problem. No, <laughs> but, but that's a problem we like. We like you having that problem. So yeah, keep having that problem. But uh, seriously, um, back to what we're talking about here. So this event, uh, you guys are doing this now. It's uh, when does it start? This coming week on Tuesday or something? It's like on Wednesday. Yes. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Yes, so Wednesday. There, there's still an opportunity for people to sign up for it. Is there space in this, this, this group? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's online, so, you know, um, we can accommodate people, um, you know, as many as 20, 30. That's kind of like, we want to keep it fairly intimate, so 30 would kind of be the maximum. And um, it's it it's online, so anybody from anywhere in the world can hop on and join us. And it's literally an hour and a half each evening. Mm -hmm. uh, as Karen mentioned earlier, the, the half an hour is where they actually go and do. So, but the first hour will be, teachings it'll be some interactiveness it'll be um you know a bit of journaling and and, and looking at um, different aspects of their lives and then yeah and it'll run consecutively for 21 days um we will not be doing the course on sundays that's family time so it'll be a little bit more than 21 days but literally it'll be over that process so as you know it takes 21 days 21 to 30 days to create new habit 
and to break an old habit. So we are, this is our intention, is for people to be on a process where they are committed and committed to, you know, they, I think commitment is a very important thing to look at because when you are 100% committed to doing something, that's when you will reap the rewards. That's when you will, will you, you will realize the success. You know, if you go into something half-hearted and, you know, sort of with doubts or you aren't going to, you're not, it's, it's a fact, you're not going to actually realize what you want to. So your mindset in terms of commitment to the process is very, very important. And, and you know, that saying about what you put in, you get out, mm. it's also relevant to, to how you, you know, approach something like this, your 21 days. It's, it's a 21-day it's a kind of evolution, you know, um, of your life. And an investment in yourself. And I think that's what we really want to, you know, instill with people is that they're really investing in themselves by doing this. Um, and not just investing in themselves for now, but investing in themselves for long, long term. It's going to, they're going to um, be taught tools that they can use when they leave the workshop. After 21 days, they will still have these tools which they can implement and use in their lives. And I think that. That's what we really want. We want people to feel empowered and mm. feel that they're actually stepping into their truth and and their lives fully, you know, that that's that's kind of the, the essence of what where we want to lead people. Well, whatever people call it or whatever terms they use, I certainly am a fond, uh, firm believer that um, self-awareness and um, personal investment in yourself, whether it's education or it's experiences yeah. or it's expanding your boundaries or it's investing in your future financially or in some property or business or whatever it is in yourself and your progeny and your immediate family, I think is, 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 is something that's critically important for people to focus on. And we kind of lose focus of that. Hey folks, you're listening to Chris Wyatt on a weekend edition here on Chris Wyatt Africa on the Adobe African channel. And today I'm talking to Linda Louise, a previous guest on the program for, I think last October is when she was last on the program. And also today we have Karen Blair on the, Karen Blair, Karen Blair, excuse me. <laughs> Karen Blair, so mixing mixing uh, South African pronunciation with I don't know what pronunciation there, but Karen Blair. The problem, Karen, is that you know we say Karen, Karen, so it would be Karen Blair. So yes. so Karen Blair. So I got mixed up there with pronunciation, but anyway. So it's Linda Louise and uh, Karen Blair who are with me today, and we're talking about their upcoming workshop this coming week uh, that's called activate abundance. I think that's the title. Of it. Yeah, that's, that's right. the one. Yeah. And so they're talking about life habits and sort of things. And you're not getting all the secrets and the recipe to make the secret sauce right here. You're just getting introduced to it. So if you have an interest, you can check into it. Now, my apologies for the stream information in the description of the video, folks. I don't have the link in the description of where you can go, but that will be here after the stream is over. Uh, I'm going to make sure I got the correct link. I think I got the wrong link early. I didn't want to mislead people and frustrate you. So we'll get the correct link in there after the program. And you can just come back to this description and look at it down there and if you want to listen to the stream again you can do that also if you want a shortened version of this conversation just get a quick peek there's a video we did for an interview yesterday that's also up you can take a look at that and and see if uh, it's to your liking now um karen let me ask this question so some people this is kind of short notice you know i mean they actually got things going on and maybe they want to do this and you know and that sounds great but wednesday might be too soon for them to make a commitment for next month do you envision uh doing this again this calendar year or is it something you might try repeat yes just one? okay it's not a one-off definitely definitely we will be doing this again okay uh, we think this is a really amazing um program especially the, with the state that people have been in over these past years we want to really um 
make an effort to to push people out of that space and into a new way of living and a new way of seeing the world and this is such a great opportunity and especially when things are not so good is to actually that is the time to invest in something like this because we think we can do this on our own but it actually if you could do it on your own you would have done it already so or, or you're already yeah. doing it <laughs> or you're already doing it Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. So it's really for the people that are st that really just can't get going, and I just know there's so many out there. So we will definitely be doing this again, and possibly in about two months' time. But okay. we will keep you posted. We will definitely let you know. Well, that's good yeah. to know, so we have a time frame because if someone really is keen to do this, but it's just the timing's unfortunate right now because it's short notice. So, so they might want to mm -hmm. do it in the future. But uh, you know, I think it's important here, uh, Linda, and, and you can comment on this. I think it's important probably to make this point. This workshop's not about telling people you're wrong, you're doing something wrong, you know. Oh, what a loser! You know, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this. I, I don't really. That's not the purpose of this. It's just to help yeah. people take a look at themselves, a little introspection, yeah. and and help you make some adjustments to make some probably in some cases relatively small changes that'll reap huge dividends, uh, even in your finances, yeah. the quality of your life. I mean, is that is is that kind of an accurate statement there? Absolutely, Chris. It's um, it's a journey, and it's it's for everybody to experience it in their own way, and what for what is right for them. It's this is no. It's free of judgment. We are not there to judge. Uh, we're not. We're there to hold people's hands. We're there to encourage them, to help them look at what's going on in their lives. There is no judgment, and you know, if if it was a if it was a process about judgment. I don't think it would work because it has to be done with in a space of compassion and caring and understanding that what people have been through and 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 some people are so stuck because what they have been through has been so traumatic for them so we've got to understand the the element of trauma that sits mm -hmm. and resides in people not only in their minds but it's actually physically in their body so it is a gentle process and it is but it is looking it is actually right, we've got this time now, this is what we're going to do. So there is a firmness about what we're going to do, but it's done with compassion and it's done free of judgment. Everybody will experience what they need to at their pace and with what they can, what, whatever the, the degree to watch to how they are meant to change and wish to change, that is what they're going to experience. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that. Of course, uh, I have kind of not not a unique, but an unusual perspective from the standpoint that I spent much of my career as a leader of men and women. And yeah. uh, you have a responsibility about, especially in uniform, about their lives. You know, it's, it's not just, uh, you know, you're, you're their employer and they got to show up and you make sure they get paid and that sort of thing. And their insurance is paid. No, no, no. It's a lot more. I mean, their very lives are in your hands. And so... Uh, I, I've spent a lot of time mentoring, teaching, coaching, subordinates, and even peers throughout my 36 and a half years in the Army, plus other things I've done. And, and one of the things I've come across, and, and I especially see this with in the civilian world, you guys are civilians, I am now too, I'm retired, but, but I see this in the civilian world is that it's so easy for people to get in, I don't want to say a downward spiral because that has a negative connotation. Some do, but but not even a downward spiral, but a, a slow descent away from you know where they really could be. And yeah. a lot of people kind of, they, they, they look like they're in despair. And, and I sit down, I talk to people and, and, and they, they start sharing their woes. And I'm listening, I'm, like, I'm thinking, well, okay, without saying anything, that's an easy fix. You don't need this. Why don't you just change that? That's not important. I mean, without, you know. And then I, I listen to them and, and I just and I say, well, hey, you know, it's, things aren't really as bad as you think they might be. I, I know where you're coming from, but, but what about this? Have you thought about this? And a lot of times 
people just can't see the forest through the trees just yeah. be, just because they're in the middle of the forest and and it really yes. can't so so maybe you need to step back get to the edge of the forest and assess those trees out there i know that's kind of a weird you know uh you know analogy but uh, maybe not maybe Absolutely. it's a purpose so current uh, what do you what do you think is that is that, uh, is that kind of what we're talking about here yes 100 percent. because when we're in this space we forget what we've got we're so busy focusing on what we don't have that we seem to create more of what we don't have. And when we just, a simple technique of starting to each day when you wake up, just being grateful, grateful that you're actually awake, grateful that you have breath, grateful that you have life, grateful that your children are with you or that you have a roof over your head or that you have water that comes out of the tap or whatever it is, you've got shoes on your feet or you've got clothes to wear. And even if you've got a car and it's not a great car, but you've got a car and it takes you from A to B and you're just grateful to have the car and you, it's actually to love what we have as well. We forget to love what we have. And if you just look around your home and even if you live in a really simple home, everything in your home you created at some point or somehow you manifested or someone gifted it to you, but it came to you. So just the way these little things came to you, the moment you start being grateful and noticing, suddenly out of nowhere, things start to come to you. I mean, I went to a florist the other day and I went to buy a bunch of roses and normally they cost 70 Rand for one bunch and they weren't special. So it was um, 30 Rand and 40 Rand. And when I got to the till, they gave me an extra one. So when we become, when we go into the space of becoming aware and we start to be grateful. Suddenly these things happen out of nowhere. So I've got three massive bunches. My whole house just smells like roses, just fantastic. And it's just when we start to become aware of it, because some people, they're not, they're not aware that they have so much abundance already in their lives, in their homes. I mean, a breath is abundance. And when, if you just take a breath now, if you just take a breath in and you hold it, and then you breathe out and you hold it, at the bottom of the breath, you trust there's going to be another breath. You don't imagine when you've breathed, when you've breathed out, this is your last breath. When you breathe out, you trust a new one's coming in. And it's the same thing with this process of abundance. We, we need to trust as we give out. Giving is receiving. We give, we receive. And we keep this process going. There's such a joy in giving. If you give to a beggar and he smiles, he's sitting on the side of the street and you give him a glass of water, he will be so happy and grateful. He might have been sitting in the scorching sun. And it's not only you that, is, that actually has the experience and the joy of giving. A passerby watching this whole process also enjoys that experience. So we create an energy field around us just from giving and being grateful. Well, it's interesting you said that, you know, it's, and, and, and giving isn't necessarily resources. It can be giving of your time or your expertise or your compassion. So an example that comes to mind for me, and, and let me get you guys' thoughts on this, is that when I was a young officer, now I'd already been at university, then been in the army, been in the workforce, and now I'm, I'm in my early 20s, but uh, in just under a half a decade. And because I went to high school or went to university under the age of 18, I started university at 17. So anyway, so I'm so I'm back in the army. I'm a young officer. We go to combat. We go to the Gulf War. And uh, after the war, I'm getting my um, my evaluation uh, just before I move on to a new unit. And my boss, who was a fantastic gentleman, um, 
he, uh, he's, he's counseling me. One of the few officers actually counseled me, gave me some advice, you know, um, you know, as a, as a Raider, usually you just your report's done, you read it and you sign it. And, and if it's fantastic and glowing, you're like, who thank goodness for that? Move on. But uh, no, so he actually sat down and I got a good report. It wasn't a bad report, but he, he said to me, he said, Chris, if I can offer you a little bit of advice. I'm like, yes, sir. He said, listen, um, you're a leader. And I realized this, I'd been a non-commissioned officer. I've been a leader previously, but, but now I'm a commissioned officer. He said, you're a leader. And a lot of people look at you all the time, whether you realize or not. And I said, and I'm, oh God, what did I do wrong? And he said, I, I'm thinking to myself. And he said, uh, so, you know, smile now and then. I said, huh? He said, you should smile more often. I said, sir? He said, yeah, you know, you got to convey confidence. I, I said, but sir, we were in combat. I had to make sure people understood the threat so they didn't die. He goes, I get that, Chris, but... But you, you're, you're, you're very serious. You're very passionate about what you do. But just remember that um, you need to show that confidence. And I, I got to tell you, you know, I mean, uh, that was one of the best piece of advice I ever got in my life. It just kind of, it kind of cleared the fog away. Not that I was the doom and gloom. Oh, the sky is falling. We're all going to die. Run away. That wasn't me. But I was, you know, this is quite serious, you know. And, and, and so um, I still have that approach when it's a serious issue to talk about. But I realized that you, you've got to be cognizant that people are listening or paying attention to you. So that gift that he gave me, which cost no money, and, and, yeah. and it probably had a major impact on my life and all the people whom I've influenced over the past three decades. So what an amazing gift uh, for a gentleman who was able to sit back. And by the way, I should mention that that, that colonel was in the midst of a very difficult situation in his life. He nearly died from a medical condition when we were deployed in combat. He was chastised for going on the mission. I mean, he, he put his life in jeopardy and his, and his, his leadership uh, tried to punish him for that. And then he eventually left the army and went on to great success in the private sector. But he was going through an awful lot physically, personally, and mentally, mm -hmm. and shared that with me. And it's, you know, I don't really share that story very often, but it's something that's yeah. stuck with me for a long time. Because I mean, honestly, I, I don't have a lot of leaders that I've looked up to examples of what they've done for me. But, but I mean, the point there is that that was that was a good chance for me to just you know open my eyes and realize hey you know uh, I need to pay closer attention to how I come across to people. So, yeah, planting seeds. That's what we're doing. Planting seeds. We always the whole process is continuously planting seeds. It's little techniques that we we teach people planting seeds, and they they may not use it now, but one day because I've had many different workshops I've done and I didn't pay attention, and suddenly now. I'm noticing myself paying attention to something that I learned 10 years back. And I'm actually implementing it all now. And I'm just going, oh my goodness, I'm actually doing this. This is amazing. Someone taught me this. And I didn't listen 10 years ago. I thought, mm, I don't know if that's going to work for me. And now it is. So it's, we're in here for the long term. It's, the, it's, it's not just for a moment. It's actually a, a process and a journey. And so when people plant seeds, they can grow into the most amazing forests when we just allow it so it's it's going to be a big part of it is planting seeds and doing work planting seeds well that's awesome that that that, that analogy of planting seeds I, I should mention here that um i had grown concern about something here recently unrelated to our conversation i'm just sharing this because i just noticed something in the chat uh my stepfather who was uh, gravely ill i went up to new jersey to see him a few weeks back in case it was the last last time but apparently he's a bit better now that's good news but but um mm -hmm. i had uh, been in touch with most of my siblings but one of my siblings who appeared out of nowhere here on the channel a few months ago and was jumping in the chat all the time and was actually a welcome addition to the chat, which made me nervous. I wasn't sure if he's going to be a welcome addition, but he's here now. And um, he 
had contract he had contracted corona in December and I began to wonder if my brother had died because I had no way he hadn't heard from him. he's in the chat right now so welcome back Jerry <laughs> so I just thought I'd share that so there's a bit of uh, bright sunshine there uh, he's he's apparently recovered from the Rona he had it previously uh, apparently he likes it he keeps catching it so I'm not sure uh, you, you got to stop doing that man you got to stop hanging out with all those sick people. But uh, anyway, I just thought I'd share that very quickly. So so you guys are going to do this starting Wednesday. It's an hour and a half every night for like 21 days, no Sundays. It's a day of rest, no Sundays. And then uh, you're going to probably do this in a few months later. So if there's anybody here that uh, really is curious about this, by the way, uh, if you're wondering what it costs, it's 1 billion rand is the cost of the course. No, I'm just just kidding. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> that information will all be available. That information will be all of it. Well, hey, listen, that's what the ANC is. Well, I mean, look, this is a BEE enterprise. It's a tender and it's over the government. So we're going to charge you 1 billion rand. No, but seriously. Uh, so uh, that information will be at the site. You guys can check that out if you're interested in doing it. But um, Linda, so what do you get out of this? I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be nosy or intrusive, but I mean, you're, you're such a positive person. You're always, I don't want to say bubbly because you're not bubbly, but you're, 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 ple- you're very pleasant to be around, I should say. So, I mean, do you get some kind of personal fulfillment out of helping people reach these things and achieve things? You know, yeah, I do. I absolutely do. I love coaching, um, coaching, life coach. I, I call it awareness coaching. And I love I love doing that. I, I love seeing people transform. I love seeing the shift. And I think it's because I've I've seen that in my own life. I'm, it's, look, you know, it's ongoing. <laughs> I'm continuously transforming, doing doing upgrades in my system. <laughs> putting new computer chips into my system but so it's an ongoing journey you never reach a destination when you are in this self-awareness journey and 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 where you where you want to actually lead a, a more and more and more purposeful life but you know I think having having been through my own experiences having done a lot of these processes where I've seen my own transformation and working through my own traumas and and then coming out the other side and, and feeling that, ah, oh, okay, wow, that was amazing. Gosh, you know, phew, I took that step. I think, and then being able to see that same experience through, you know, with other people, that that is just, it is just amazing. That is, that makes my my heart sing. And it's just, yeah, that is that that is really what it is about to me. And Karen and I have been doing this journey. For years, we've been in coaching, we've been doing, we've done kids' workshops, we've done, and that's another passion of ours, which we are going to eventually get into more, but we love working with children as well. And so seeing people have that ah moment, seeing people connect to something wonderful about themselves, see them letting go of something that's been limiting or holding them back, that's just that's what it's about, you know. If you think of our journey, service to others. Service to others is the most rewarding thing. I mean, Chris, you were in, you were in the military, and you know that that kind of passion for your country and and serving your country and knowing that you're doing you know the best that you can to help somebody else because that's what it's about. We're not alone in this world, mm. you know. I am not, I might want to be an island. (laughs) Some people might want to be an island and that's their choice, but we're not. 
we need social interaction. I think that's why this whole isolation and lockdowns and all that has been so damaging for so many people, especially the elderly who haven't been able to see family members and that because we we are social beings. We need that interaction. We need that compassion. We need we need that nurturing. And so, the, you know, we feed off each other. If, if none of us is an island, actually. And we are all connected, whether we want to, to admit it or not. Color, race, gender, whatever. Nobody's better than anybody else. Everybody's equal. And we actually need each other. So I, I think that, that to me, is, is, is what it's about. And the connectedness to other people and you know me helping them i help myself too it's not that you know i'm yeah. any better i'm no better than anybody i'm lending a hand to and i might have been through processes which have helped me which i can then share with people and that and that's really what it's about and that's that i think is the most fulfilling part of it and i'm sure karen will agree with me hey karen it's just 100 percent agree yeah and especially when you see that when someone's been in a really deep trauma and there's just so much pain, they can barely put a step forward. They're just crying all the time. You phone them, they're crying. And then we take them through a whole coaching process and we see them on the other side confident and they're getting on with their life and they've got it together and they're okay. And for me, that's just the most rewarding part of it. I just, I love it when, when I can feel the energy shift in the person and I can feel that this, this change has happened inside of them and they just look different. Their whole out, and the outlook of life changes so much. I mean, some people come and, they, and they're just so negative. Everything is just, the glass is just half empty the whole time. And then suddenly you start noticing that the glass is filling up for them and they're seeing life in a, in a whole new way. And yeah. I love that about it. I, I love helping people through traumas and financial trauma. Well, that's a big, finances, that can be a big trauma. So this is, can you hear me? Yeah. So this is a very important thing for us to actually um, guide people through this, through if they are experiencing trauma through all of this, to guide them and to to take them through processes just to shift that energy so they can actually get going again. Well, it's, I asked that question because I'm, I'm curious. Obviously, um, you folks are, are, I don't know if you're making a living from doing it, but you're certainly that's part of the process. But uh, there's got to be a motivation beyond that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be genuine. And obviously, it seems very genuine to me. The reason I also ask the question is that, you know, when I served in uniform, I didn't get paid to do extra things to help people with financial planning. That wasn't part of my job, but it was being a leader. It was helping people avoid falling mm -hmm. into financial pitfalls and getting themselves in trouble. Because if you have a soldier who's got debt and they're focused on their debt all the time, yeah. which leads to family domestic issues, then they're not focused on their task at hand. They're not ready for the mission yeah. at hand. And the mission at hand is quite serious. You know, it could be combat. It could be rescuing people in a, in a natural mm -hmm. disaster. So you've got to focus on that. And the other piece of this too, the, 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 the thing for me, the payoff for me is that, uh, let me give you an example. So whenever I was stationed in Africa and I was the chief of an office like in Botswana or Liberia or Uganda, we'd have um, junior officers, uh, men and women who were coming up the ranks behind us, uh, they would be doing the same job a few years down the road. And when you travel, they give you a travel budget. You go throughout your region, whether it's Latin America or Europe or Asia or Sub-Saharan Africa in this case, and you get a budget, you make a plan, and you coordinate with embassies to travel, to visit places, learn about politics, military economics, all the different things about a country that you can in language and culture if possible. And a lot of my peers, I'm not criticizing, just stating for a fact because it's not required, but a lot of my peers, they'd ask for office calls and they'd do a perfunctory office call, come by, okay, yeah, this is what we're doing at the embassy, you should talk to these people. And that'd be it. But 
I and some of my other peers, uh, so not to, not to try to make myself just look good, but myself and a few of my other peers, just a handful of us, and, and I was devout about this, regardless of what was going on, I would offer the visiting officers, they could ride shotgun with me the whole time they were in town, um, you know, and they could schedule or work around their schedule. I'd give them my schedule. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. And I think you should do this with me because you'll learn an awful lot about this. And and then I would, you know, offer my time to them. And uh, to this day, people who are now lieutenant colonels and some have just become colonels recently, I still hear from. And they're, they're it's unbelievable. They're how grateful about, you know, their experience when they travel around Africa. And to me, it's just paying it forward. That's what it was. I was paying yeah. it forward. And uh, if any benefit accrues to me after the fact, it's that uh, probably they're better officers and they're doing a better job than they would have done otherwise because it became more insightful and learned a lot more. And, yeah. and to me, that's really, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like a kumbaya kind of person. I'm not a kumbaya yeah. kind of person, but but that's a really a tangible benefit. And and that's the reason why I did yeah. that sort of thing. That's just kind of the, the kind of the person I am. And and frankly, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy doing that. And if it makes a difference in people's lives, all the better. Absolutely. You know, I think it's, the, you know, being of service to others and actually, but but doing it just from straight from the heart and, and from a human point is the most rewarding thing. So I'll just share, have we got time, Chris? I'll just share a quick yeah. little story. So at the, the end of last year, my children were in a car accident mm. and um, my son had his, uh, just got his driver's license and he was driving my, um, his sister to school. And, um, he was crossing the road. It was a little bit wet, but not hectic. And the sky on the opposite side um, went through a red robot and collided with them. And um, anyway, the car was a route off, but the kids were safe and fine. And I wasn't there. I was actually riding my horse. <laughs> my husband <laughs> was at home and he phoned me and I said, get off my horse, get in my car. And I arrived there. And the most amazing people had stopped to help my children. There was a lady who was just there for my daughter. My son, he was just, he was, people couldn't believe he, he was his age. He was just handling it so amazingly. But people stopped and said, no, you must get the guy's insurance number. You must get this. They were telling him what to do. The, the compassion and the, the support from complete strangers in an incident like that, and, and that's when you realize the connectedness of everybody and, and that we are actually here to help each other. I think, you know, people lose sight of, you know, I've got to achieve this and I've got to get there. And, I've, you know, and, and at the end of the day, when something traumatic like that happens, we are there for each other. Somebody will be there for us. And I think that's, that's an important learning as well because th that, sometimes we, we lose faith in humans, <laughs> we lose faith in humankind. And then when we, when people out of nowhere, strangers come and help us and lend us that, that shoulder, as Karen said, put their hand gently behind your back. It's like, oh, wow, there is kindness out there. And it then instills faith. And I think that's, that's such an important thing, you know, um, as humans and perhaps over the last two years, that's been diluted a little bit because we've been told, don't touch people and don't do this. And yeah. <laughs> gag yourself with the thing over your face. And so, you know, when you see humanism, when you see the connectors, that is actually what it's all about. We are here to help each other, to serve each other. And that's why that, that is exactly what our town on this planet is. 
No, that's excellent. I was going to fix a chance to wrap up. I think it's a good wrap up for you. We'll get to Carnage in a second. But um, yeah, uh, Spicy Meatball just said that uh, he stopped on the highway yesterday to help an older lady change a tire. Two other guys pulled over to help, and it was awesome. Um, that's great. Uh, if I was on the N3 in South Africa, I might be a little leery, though. I might get carjacked if someone pulls over. But, <laughs> but I do appreciate the sentiment. I've certainly found myself there in the same boat before helping people. It's always nice to do. Uh, but uh, So, Karin, let me give you a chance. Any final thoughts about this? Anything you want to say about the workshop or just final thoughts in general for folks before we wrap up? Yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate. I can't wait to get going. I just think this is going to be the most amazing program. Uh, working together with Linda is just a dream come true. We have done work together, but a, a workshop like this is something we've been imagining and visualizing and dreaming about, and now it's a reality. And so we've taken it off the wall and we're creating something with what we've been dreaming about. So. We want, we, my wish for people on this journey is that they take their vision off the wall and step by step, they start to live it and create themselves a really beautiful reality. And it's just, we're going to be doing it at, with each part of their lives. So it's a balanced life. We're looking for them to have a balanced life. So they're not just going to be working, working, working. So just balance, but to really start living their dream. Well, that's excellent. Thank you for sharing that, Karen. And very just a little programming note for folks here is that, um, since it's short notice for this audience, I suspect there's some seats available. And if there's a bunch of seats available, you might get more personalized attention in this first go around. I'm just saying. So if you're interested, you might want to sign up. Just, you know, thinking ahead there, thinking ahead. But that's just, that's a possibility. But uh, again, they'll be doing this in, in a few months if you're unable to do this now. And uh, if it's not something that's you, that's cool. Hopefully you just enjoyed the conversation, learned something from this discussion. But ladies, it's a pleasure having you on. Uh, Linda, it's great to see you back again. Uh, you. And I'm glad that Joe uh, got us linked up to get you back on here. Uh, yes. Karen, it's been a pleasure getting to chat with you yesterday and, and listen to you again today. And uh, you ladies are Welcome back. Just let me know if uh, if we can do this again. In the meantime, uh, make sure that you send me the correct info on WhatsApp there if you can, Linda, real quick. So I, I make yeah. sure that people can find this uh, because well, my Google didn't work very well when I was looking for it. So <laughs> no, just kidding. So I want to make sure we get the right the right location for yeah. folks. Anyway, uh, ladies, uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Thank really appreciate us. the time. And, yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, and I'll thank let... you guys for tuning in. Yeah, thanks yes, a lot. Be sure to very, smash. Very much for everybody being here tonight. Be sure to smash the like button. It costs you nothing but a moment of your time. Talk about you know getting your finances in order. It costs you nothing to watch Chris White Africa, other than your time which is valuable, and your data if you're in South Africa. If you're in America and you've got unlimited access, that's not a problem. But mm -hmm. time and data, that's not a big expenditure. It's a good use of your time and data, hopefully. But um, anyway, so smash the like button. It's right down there. If you push that button, I can't promise this will happen. That was easy. But maybe it will. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks oh, a lot, folks. All right, oh, ladies. I'll, I'll, so you're welcome. I'll let you drop off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close out. If you could stay on the Zoom session for a couple minutes in the waiting room, just so we can chat afterwards, and I'm gonna wrap yeah. up the stream. Uh, okay, folks. I'll let them drop off, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they've put me in a really, really good mood. Uh, I was kind of knackered after five hours straight of doing rugby broadcasts, and actually, I, I think I was on a different plane of existence and was communicating with people in the wrong place before I came on the program. So um, they've got me. A good mood so i'm going to do a, a broadcast this evening in uh 20
26 minutes. I'll do an evening broadcast, which I wasn't planned for, if you want to tune on. Let me put them in the waiting room here real quick because they look like the, they're waiting for me to do something with them there. So waiting room. And then let me just put Karen in the waiting room too. Okay. All right. So I'll wrap up now, folks. But I will do a, not a night house, but just a weekend edition here coming up in less than half an hour. We'll talk about the news and events uh, and, and just you know, kind of chew fat about my good buddy there, Joe Biden, you know, and what he's up to. Anyway, folks, we'll catch you shortly. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate your support for the channel. Be sure to smash that button right down at the bottom. Remember, it's easy to do. If you're not a subscriber to Chris White, go ahead and smash the subscription button. That also costs you nothing, you know, and make sure to toggle that bell icon. And you know what? You've got to overcome YouTube shadow banning. So you should join the Telegram announcements group. It's absolutely free. And we have a Telegram group because your personal number is hidden so that people don't see it. You can hide your number in Telegram and no one knows what your number is. If you like that, that's for your own privacy. That's your choice. Uh, but in WhatsApp, you can't hide your number. So I don't do the announcements group there. WhatsApp group is only for paying members uh, and or moderators. I have two groups there. Anyway, folks, thanks a lot. And we will catch you here uh, in about 20 minutes or so on Chris Wyatt. Thank you so much. Tonight was worthwhile an American liking a Karen. <laughs> That's funny, Rainier. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you notice I never gave her a hard time about the, about her name. I, I don't like people doing that. Anyway, all right, folks, because uh, she didn't decide to be the cultural phenomenon when they started calling people that. Remember, besides, I've, I've renamed the Karens and, Ke Karens and Kevins to Bianca and Bernie. So that's the correct term if you want to use it, which is unfair to those folks, but tough nuggies, tough nuggies. All right, folks, see you shortly. Cheers.